Hello, Reptile Entrepreneurs. This is Bill Strand, and welcome to the end of Season 2 of the Reptile Entrepreneur Podcast. We have done a lot in 2022, and it is very cool to hear from people who have been listening to this podcast and have been implementing what we've been talking about to build their own business. And of course, the whole purpose of this is not to lead you on a certain path, but only to give you the tools so that you can create whichever path in whichever direction you want. This year, we talked about a number of things to construct an e-commerce business. We started talking about social media strategy, creating a logo, establishing a print-on-demand revenue stream, and we went into podcasting and YouTubing. I have to admit, the one thing that we didn't get to that I really wanted to was creating a website. That was supposed to be the Q4 project. And I got to tell you, that is a huge topic. And so although I'm disappointed that I didn't get to it this year, I'm realizing this is actually for the best because season three is actually going to focus on creating a website. Now, it's not like every episode is going to be creating a website, but I realize that is such a roadblock for many people putting together their business that it is worth putting together a number of episodes tackling that exact problem. And so that'll be a nice challenge for me to make sure all of those episodes are useful for people who are looking to set up a website, but also entertaining and engaging enough for people who aren't putting together a website to enjoy them as well. Some of you might be wondering why setting up a website is such a big deal. Well, anybody who's actually tried it knows exactly how complicated this is. Yeah, it can be simple to just throw together a website on something like Wix or some service like that. But if you really want to put together a great e-commerce website, there is a good deal of things you need to know. So we're going to be taking our time in season three to go over that. Now, as far as world news in 2022, we all watched as Instagram was trying very hard to figure out their place in the world. TikTok has grown as the major social media competitor. And I got to say, we've all been frustrated to watch our Instagram bend over backwards, trying to become something different so they can compete with TikTok. Now, on the surface, it may seem like TikTok was just about video and Instagram was about still images. But the differences actually go a little bit deeper than that. Instagram was more about being a social media type thing to where you had favorite influencers. You wanted to connect with your friends. You wanted to see what your friends were having for lunch and crazy stuff like that. But you were connecting with people. TikTok introduced more of an entertainment aspect to it. That's what the endless scroll was about. In Instagram, you went from picture to picture, but you looked at the captions. You interacted with them. TikTok is all about getting that, what I call the endless scroll, to where you're going from video to video to video, and you're not even worrying about who the account is. Yes, you start seeing certain accounts over and over again, and you start following those accounts. But when you're scrolling through TikTok, how many of those videos do you know which account it came from? And I know this isn't a black and white assessment, but it is a fundamental shift going from being a social media and connecting with people to just being entertained. And this is why Instagram switching to try to be TikTok is so jarring for the people on Instagram. It's not just that we're going from still images to video. 
It's that we're switching from doing these connections to trying to get that endless entertainment scroll. Now, once again, I, I know we do this scroll on Instagram over and over and over again, but I think if you look at the general habit, we think more about the posts on Instagram before scrolling away than we do on TikTok. TikTok, it's very much we turn our brain off and we just want to be entertained. Video after video after video after video. And it's not that one is better than the other. They're just a different approach. And I'm bringing this up only to illustrate why this change on Instagram seems to be so disruptive. It's not just still images versus video. And that is why we still have some rough roads ahead of us on Instagram. I know many of us have made that transition. We now post more videos than we do still images. But I want to bring this up so you realize that Instagram is still half-baked. They're still trying to bring in features from other social media platforms. Be Real is a new one. And that's where your phone gives you a signal. And within a X number of minutes, you have to take a picture of what's in front of you and you and share it to this platform. Well, Instagram's now working on bringing that feature in, and nobody at Instagram seems to care or be allowed to care whether those features have anything to do with Instagram's core mission. In fact, I don't think we have a core mission anymore. And so, shall we just give up on Instagram and maybe we just hang on to TikTok? Well, I still believe that Instagram is the most powerful social media platform out there, and I'm using social media as a general term. I know we talked about the difference between connection and uh, entertainment, but I still believe it's the most effective for our business. Now, we do have to consider that TikTok really isn't in the clear. There is a growing momentum to literally ban TikTok from the United States. There is legislation saying that TikTok cannot be on government phones. And now there's legislation being discussed that simply bans it from the United States altogether. And the reason behind this is that TikTok is owned by a Chinese company. And anybody who's involved in business knows that any business in China is controlled by the government. And so this gives the Chinese government a disturbing amount of influence over what 100 million TikTokers see. And considering that the younger generation is getting more and more of their news via TikTok, you can start to see how this becomes a powerful tool by a foreign country to manipulate the perceptions of people in the U.S. And this is nothing new. We saw election interference before using social media. But that was a foreign government using an American company, and we have some control over that. We have zero control over what the Chinese government does with TikTok and what kind of information it pushes out. This is concerning the American lawmakers. And this isn't just a partisan circus. We're talking about people from the FBI, the CIA, are having serious national security concerns. Now, how does this affect you? Well, you can imagine the digital landscape looking completely different if one day TikTok simply disappears. Now, the question is, how likely is this to happen? And that is anybody's guess. But from my perspective, I think something will change. Having worked for a Chinese company before, I know that these are legitimate concerns and having power over what an entire generation believes is news is something we don't want in the hands of a country that is hostile towards us. So I, I don't want to get into politics here and uh, regardless of how you feel about that, 
the fact is there is a strong likelihood that something will be done. Now, we may not go as far as TikTok being completely eradicated. It could always be sold off to an American company. They could come to some sort of arrangement where all of the data is stored in the U.S. But whatever the arrangement, it would have to be seismic in the way that control of the app could not be in the foreign government's hands. So where that leads us in the future, I don't know. Keep watching. But if you haven't heard about it yet, I'm letting you know now, it is likely that in 2023, we are going to see a seismic change in TikTok. Now, we could ask, what would the world look like if we didn't have TikTok? And I suppose Instagram would try to take its place. But would TikTokers go back to Instagram? Or would this present an opportunity for another company to come in and create another social media platform? Whatever it is, I think history has shown that when a company wants to create a social media platform, they rarely succeed. Social media platforms tend to just happen. And anybody who's created social media platforms since Facebook and Instagram, like MeWe or Vero, or the myriad of smaller platforms that you have never heard of, I can say it is incredibly difficult to create a social media platform because people do not pick their social media platform based on features. They pick it based on how many of their friends are on it. And that is one thing that's enormously difficult to control as a commercial company. Now, I do believe that the worst case scenario is that TikTok would be sold to an American company and it would go on. And as long as it's not Elon Musk buying it, you probably won't notice a difference. Remember, they were talking about TikTok being sold before and Microsoft was in the running. So under my scenario, of which, by the way, nobody at TikTok or the United States government is asking my opinion. So this is just shot in the dark. I would envision someone like Microsoft buying it and then becoming a thorn in the side for Meta, Facebook, Instagram, and this competition continuing. So I still think it's worth putting attention towards TikTok, but you are going to see a lot of people being panicked especially the people who are 100% dependent upon TikTok for their name and fortune. Now, we have seen in 2022, Instagram has become much more active in removing accounts by reptile breeders. There is an official policy that there are no sales of animals, both on Facebook and Instagram. A couple of years ago, it was Facebook that was doing house cleaning, and so reptile breeders migrated to Instagram. But we all know that it was only a matter of time before the policy started to become enforced on Instagram a whole lot more. And that happened in 2022. And you look around and you say, yeah, but there's so many reptile breeders on Instagram. Why do they get to say things and not have their account taken down? Well, there are a number of things that you can do to increase the odds that you'll get your account taken down. And ironically, it doesn't seem to be tied to how much you talk about selling. It seems to be tied more to whether you get reported or not by somebody, whether it's a disgruntled customer, an animal rights nut, or a vindictive competitor. Whatever it is, once there's a complaint lodged against you, you are now on their radar. They will look at your posts, they will look at your stories, and they will look at your DMs, your direct messages. Those are not private. And if you're doing any sort of sales on any one of those, even in your direct messages, you may very well get your account removed without warning or recourse. Some people have gotten their account restored, but that is a rare occurrence. 
And this is one reason why I feel it is so important to spend an entire season focused on websites. Websites are a pain in the butt to understand and both put together and maintain, but they're one of the few things that you can call your own and you're not going to get banned. Talking to the people who got their account removed, it's been incredibly disruptive because they may have been in the middle of 25 conversations with customers. And if you do business over Instagram and you don't have record of it elsewhere, when your account goes down, all of your direct messages go down. The names of all of your followers disappear. But if you have a website and you're using your email, nobody can take that away from you. Well, except hackers and if you're doing things ever that are illegal. But let's assume you're above the board here. So it is a pain in the butt to put together and maintain, but a website is the safest place for you to invest the time and energy to building up your business. By all means, use the social medias out there, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all of these places that can potentially kill your account in the middle of the night. The important thing is that that is not the core of your business. You don't have the core of your business in a risky area like that. Once you have your website, you use all these social media outreaches to get people from the social media platform to your website, to your email list, to your podcast or YouTube channel. So if there's been one lesson that I've been harping on all year, and I really hope sinks in, it's yes, the social media platforms are very easy to get started and it's very easy to coast and let them take care of everything. But when they're taking care of everything, you are dependent upon their decision as to whether you live or die. And it's not actually even a person's decision. It's the artificial intelligence algorithms that they have. Good luck reaching a real person at these social media platforms. So yes, that is something that I hope you take away from this season too. But there's also something else that we've been talking about. And that's your purpose. Why are you on social media doing all of this stuff? And the reason why this is important enough to bring up again and again is that the social media platforms are gamified, which means they are going to get us addicted on getting followers and views. That's how you succeed on these social media platforms. And yes, getting followers and views has real world significance because that's how many people can hear your message. But the trap is that it is an endless black hole. Instagram, TikTok, they have this crazy thing for maximum growth. You're supposed to be posting three to five videos a day. And say so you lived up to that. And today you posted five videos. You know what they're going to say tomorrow morning? Yeah, that's great. But what have you done for me lately? You end up getting on a hamster wheel that continually goes round and round and round and round to the point. Whereas if you don't post three to five videos tomorrow, you feel like you're falling behind. And the fact is, you're right. You are falling behind. If you measure your success by your increase in subscribers or followers or on the views that you're getting. And I want to take a step back and explain that a little bit more. Yes, the views and the increase in followers do reflect the success of your posts. But you need to have a purpose for your outreach, for your business. And you need to keep focused on that because that purpose is not how much you grow, 
but how well you are serving the audience you already have. Both are important. You need to grow. You need to get the followers. You need to get the views. That is important. That is playing the game, and that is how you stay relevant and in the fight. But don't let yourself get wrapped up in thinking that that is your purpose. We all know that growth on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, it doesn't necessarily come from quality posting. Yes, it can. And I know some people who everything that they post ends up being quality, and these people are incredible content creators. But I have experienced the frustration of having the stupidest videos that I create end up being the ones that bring in the most growth. And that comes with its own problems because that growth may or may not be who I really want to serve through my account. But the fact is that your content doesn't get shown to a lot of people unless it gets into that entertainment mode where the algorithm is saying, yeah, there's a lot of people that like this. That's the way you get out there. So it is likely that you have to wrap your core message in this sweet fruit of entertainment. And that is an art form within itself. But the point I'm making here is that you need to look at social media as the tool to get your message out. And your true success is how well you serve the people that are there for your purpose. Me with my Chameleon Academy, my core group of people are the people who want to learn about chameleons. I have a lot of followers that are there because they're amused by a chameleon eating a cockroach. They have never had a chameleon. They don't want to get a chameleon. They just want to be entertained. So would I call those real followers? Yes, I would. Because they are adding to the success of my account just by being there. Even though they're not really consuming the core content. And I know this is all getting complicated as to what should I do, what I shouldn't do. What I'm trying to get at is that you need to be clear on what the purpose of your outreach is and focus on that. Don't get caught up in the views and the followers. As important as they are, if you get caught up in views and followers, you run a real risk of losing sight of your purpose. Because if your purpose or core message is not entertaining, is not cotton candy for the brain, then that may not be what brings in the crowds. But your core message and your purpose is what keeps the people who are your core audience. And so my final message for season two, 2022, is that it's important to understand who you are and what you're trying to accomplish and don't let the social media platforms distract you away from that with their gamification. And believe me, anyone who's in the social media fight knows exactly how hard it is to step back and keep perspective. And part of that addiction is to be posting multiple times a day and essentially live on your social media apps. I'd like to reiterate that your purpose and your core message relies upon you being enthusiastic, fresh, and strong in your purpose. And if you get caught up in this social media addiction, you get caught up in views and followers, you will become an empty husk of a person that is on your phone all the time, posting stuff, waiting for those little dopamine hits of followers and views. And the reason why this is important is that the reptile entrepreneur outreach is not about making you rich. 
That's why I am never going to be on a stage leading a whole stadium of rabid people wanting to get rich quick. No, this outreach is about how to create a life that makes you happy, that allows you to create a business in the community you love. Now, the name of the podcast is Reptile Entrepreneur because the reptile community is the one I love and where I'm building my businesses. But the fact is, these principles can be applied to any niche. You love house plants. You love Bavarian cuckoo clocks. If you're a personal trainer, all of these things can be applied to all of those niches. I'm just framing it as the reptile community because that's the niche that I've chosen. And whichever niche, whatever business will make you happy, I want to give you the tools so you can put together that life. If you become rich, more power to you. Two thumbs up. Please let me use you as a marketing example of how effective this podcast is. But if you are able to take these tools, take these techniques, use these strategies, and create a business that covers your expenses and allows you to spend time in the community you love, that is success in my book. I will have made this little corner of the world a better place. And that is enough for me. Well, my friends, it's time to say goodbye to season two. It's been quite a year, gone through a lot of growth. We've fought a lot of Instagram scammers, and we've figured out how to navigate a lot of different aspects of this digital world. Season three is going to start in February of 2023. I'll be traveling through much of January, and honestly, it really helps to include in a downtime. And I'm saying this because I want you to consider whether your outreach would benefit from a downtime. And what this does is it allows you to refresh, reset, plan for the future, get caught up, batch up things so you can go into the new season prepared. See, what happens is we start falling behind in our batching to the point where we're creating this week's content a day or so before it's due. And when you get caught up in that turbulence, you get strung out and stressed, and you don't do your best work. If you are able to batch things up a month or two ahead of time, and you're able to maintain that consistently, then, oh my goodness, you are an incredible content creator. Keep it up. You are the example that we all want to be. But me personally, I know that I am good for a 10-month marathon. I can push it for 10 months, and I can put out quality content, but I need to take December in January off. I've been doing it every year for the Chameleon Academy and it has always paid off for me. Yes, I go through that feeling that I'm falling behind in December and January, but I come in fresh and so strong in February that I got to tell you, it doesn't hurt me to take that downtime. And so this is going to be a personal decision for you. What can you do and maintain that quality? Figure that out for yourself. And the wonderful thing about being your own boss is you set the rules. You do what it takes. You put in the boundaries that are necessary for you to be able to produce the outreach you want to produce. And I want to say, yes, I work seven days a week from before sunup to after sundown. But I love what I am doing. I would definitely make more money working in the corporate world again. But I wouldn't trade the happiness that I have now. And I am hoping that you all can find that as well. My friends, I wish you a great holiday season. And I look forward to starting season three up with you in 2023. This is Bill Strand signing off. Take care 
and I will see you next year.